Hello, goodies, children. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the sound of my voice. I'm Rachel, and we are in pleasantness. How is summer so far? This is July 1st, 2022. Can you believe half of the year has already gone forever, never to return? Can you believe that? I don't know where time goes, honestly. It's, it's, uh, maybe, maybe it's easier not to pay attention to it, maybe. But last month of June was a crazy month with this gay pride stuff. I cannot believe America celebrated that. And I saw that even in other countries like Norway, I saw the flags everywhere. So I'm not sure if this is all over the world, this Pride Month thing. But it is a sad and a dark, dark chapter in, the, in America um, and in the world if they truly all celebrate the so-called Pride month if it was pride day it's tolerable to, yeah to, to, to. we can tolerate it no they don't want to do a pride day they do a pride month the entire month we have to be reminded of one sin over and over and over again It's insanity. However, for the month of June 2022 this year, there was a light shone in darkness when the Supreme Court of the United States overturned Roe v. Wade abortion law and send it back to the states so law v wade is no longer federal recognizable practice the judges at um, the supreme court ruled that it is unconstitutional it is not in the constitution to make it federal to make abortion a federal law so they send it back to the people which every state can decide what they want to do with this abortion matters and it is good it is a win it's not a complete win but it is something at least we know there are some state now we're gonna see which state allows abortion to what extent and what state 
ban abortion completely and what state allow uh, partial abortions regardless of how states decide at least it's a relief that this thing is not nationally it's not recognizable nationally and i heard that this organization planned parenthood have been closing their shops all over the country mostly in red states because they're going to be out of business for them that was a business it was not about women care it was not about um you know just screening and checkup the major majority of planned parenthood business came from abortion and they were so into it to the point that people who used to work there they say they were being taught and trained to bring as many women to do abortion as possible so they can meet their quotas they had quotas to meet like sales people if you meet certain amount of sales you get a bonus with this abortion clinic when you do certain amount of abortions or at least convince certain amount of women to do abortion you get some kind of bonus it, it, it was a dark 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 thing um, to see and to think to even contemplate um, so we praise God that six judges most of them are conservatives because those three liberals they of course stick to their guns they don't care about the Constitution um, this should have been all nine judges actually overturned it but only six did that um, the other three they agree that it is not in the Constitution but they have to stick with their liberal policies uh, so they say but they disagree with overturning it whatever so in the midst of this stupid and sinful wickedness called, called Pride Month, God has shown his light by overturning law v. Wade. You need to remember this is something have been fought and marched and prayed and, and voted and tried in court for 49 years. 49 years Christians, conservative, with tears, with a lot of sweat, they marched, they, they voted for people who will overturn it for 49 years. They prayed. And finally, God came and answered. He answered. And it is a beautiful thing to watch. It is a joyful thing to watch and to witness and to live, to see. Now this lady who started March for Life, I don't know her name, you can Google her, who started March for Life. Um, she started in 1973, I believe. And she. I saw her video, which she spoke that she will continue to march to Washington, D.C. until 
Roe v. Wade is overturned. And unfortunately, or fortunately, she passed in 2012. She passed away, so she did not live to see this. But she started the movement that continued even after she was long gone. I'm sure she, the day that, that Roe v. Wade was overturned, she was, was celebrating with joy in heaven. She was a Christian woman. She was a believer. And um, she just she couldn't stand the fact that children were, were being massacred in the safest place that they should have been experiencing that is inside their mother's womb that should be the most safe place in the planet mm -mm. for babies for unborn babies it turns out it's not their, their, their mothers could be as dangerous as any other enemy so I'm sure she was in heaven. She celebrated. She rejoiced with angels. All her hard work paid off, even though she was not here on earth to see it. She still saw it where she is, in paradise. So we rejoice with her. We thank God for her. And that's a good motivation for all of us who are here to continue or um, with prayers to continue with. This is, this is one thing I wanted to say about prayers. This woman prayer took 49 years. And she left she went to heaven without not seeing her prayer come to fruition but she never stopped which remind me the parable jesus told about this woman the persistent widow in the gospels she's she, he told us that she went to the judge looking for justice day and night nagging the judge to give her justice the judge was wicked man he he did not fear god he had no regard for men so he was just you know brushing off just tossing it to the side but she kept going she never gave up and one day this judge was like you know what I, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. This woman is going to warn me out. I'm going to give her justice. It, it, I, it's enough. I can't, I, can't, I can't continue to ignore this lady. So he did. He ruled in her favor. In, like she, He gave her justice. And Jesus said, look, this wicked judge gave justice to this woman. How much more with, with your father in heaven? Avenge or give justice to the one who seek him and cry to him also persistently, day and night. 
So he told us that you, we have to be persistent in our prayers. We are not to give up. We are to keep asking God over and over and over and over again until we see our prayers answered. And this principle is also taught about um, people in the Old Testament. If you read the book of Hebrew 11 about the faith chapter, they call it faith walk of fame or something like that. They nickname it that book because it tells us about all heroes in the Old Testament who lived and fought and prayed and fought again and walk faithfully with God. They never gave up. They looked to him and they left this earth without seeing that promise come to pass. And that promise was Jesus Christ. They haven't met him. They heard about him. They read about him. They waited for him. They never they died. They didn't see him. But that does, does not mean God is promise will not come. It doesn't mean God is prayer won't be answered. Your prayer to him. It doesn't matter when God answers. He will answer your prayer. He will answer at his timing. He will answer according to his purposes. But he gave you the task. He gave me the task to continue praying. To never give up. So that's the encouraging for us. That's the encouraging word for us today. That we are to pray and never to give up. Never to lose heart. Because God will answer it. He will answer it. It's very discouraging when you have family members, for example, you've been praying for them. And I have very close, very close family member of mine. Very close. Blood family member whom I've been praying for them to be saved. I've been praying for them to love God. I've been praying for them to show, to show the signs that at least they fear him or they love him. At least I, I, I to have to, so I can see I have that assurance. Oh, they are okay. They are in right standing with God. I don't see that in their lives. I don't see that fruit in their lives. We are dealing with the same thing over and over again. And you may see a little bit improvement this day. But the next day they are back again to the same antiques. Um. It is tiresome. It is discouraging. <laughs> but we are learning here that we had we are to be persistent with prayers, never to give up, ever. 
And I've, this woman who started Match for Life is a good example. If we need a real life examples, maybe the book of Hebrew, you cannot understand those people. They had, they've been dead long time ago. We never met them. We, we, we just read about them. How about people who were here in this century? Like this lady, she just passed in 2012. She prayed for 49 years. Actually, well, until 2012, that you just do the math. But at least 30-something years she prayed to see this Roe v. Roe v. went overturned. Um, she didn't see with her eyes here on earth, but she saw with her eyes, with her clear eyes now from the other side of heaven. And um, she left the legacy. People continue. Once she died, it, it didn't stop. People continue to march for life. And now this march is take, will be taken to each state. It is going to be state by state now. Until the entire nation, the United States, completely eliminate this abortion, this massacre, this holocaust this murder of babies in the womb. People always complain about this. They say, oh, what about incest? What about rape? What about if a person, should they be forced to carry a baby of their rapist? That's an excuse, number one. Number two, uh, that's just an excuse that it doesn't excuse 63 million abortions. Out of 63 million abortions that have taken place since 1973 to um, this year, out of that, it could be more than 63 million. How many, what is the percentage of people who were raped or get, got pregnant as a, uh, because of incest? What percentage? If you make an estimate, we can just go to the city court or whatever and find out how many rapes occurs in, in, in the year and how many of those in car pregnancies and stuff like that. You can see that the percentage is probably very, very small. So, so they want, they, these Democrats, they want to take that small percentage of people, which is very tiny, and just include in the whole picture of this abortion as an excuse to nationalize this into a law for everybody to just freely abort babies anytime they feel like up to the moment of birth of the baby and even after the baby is born some of them they want to abort a baby even after that baby is born there's a governor ex-governor of virginia who even say you know he's a doctor too you can make a baby you know die comfortably really it, it's sickening to even think about it. So they want to take that small percentage of rape cases and, and incest cases and lump up with everybody who just want to live 
sensuously and get pregnant with people who want to just live recklessly and, and, and uh, just allow it to nationalize. So all of us, and we have to pay for that. This is another thing. Parent, planned parenthood, take taxes from the government to run those clinics because they, they claim they are helping women with other screening and stuff like that. Health screening, health care. So they, they, they get money from the government to do that. So when it was overturned, they will not be able to get money from the federal government anymore. So that's why they go to the states. So they have to go to the states that will allow abortion. The state that doesn't allow, they will not fund them. So they have to close. They don't have any business. And why they are closing? If their business is to screen women, why are they closing? That's another question to ask. But no, the same day that was overturned, these clinics started to close. They closed most of them all over the place. Why? We need to ask that question. So in the sense of rape and incest, as some claim, what about them? Um, what about them? They kept the baby. They have to carry the baby. Unfortunately, all of us were born in sin. Where you, where, whether we were born as a product of rape, or we were born as a product of incest, or we were born as a product of a, a beautiful marriage, uh, um, godly marriage, or we, were, or we were born under, you know, wedlock. Wherever how we came into this world, that's how we came. So it doesn't matter how a baby came. The, the baby's there. Give birth. Give birth to the baby. And let God take care of that baby. Let God take care. Let God heal you from that experience that you had. From rape, from incest. Let him take care of that. He have forgiven all of us. We were sinners. All of us. He have forgiven us. So he will forgive you. He will forgive you, the guy who raped you. He will forgive them. And you will live a happily, joyful life in him. If you follow his plan. Because all of us, again, we were sinners. And how we come into the world, it doesn't matter. We are here. And that's what we need to look forward from there on, not backward. So that should give you encouragement, should give you hope, should give you a sense of looking at things in a different ways. And should give you this age or urge to seek God and seek his righteousness and his kingdom and joy, happiness, love, material will be added to you in Jesus' name.